Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is episode 50 and today we're talking about uh, lymph, lymphatics, lymph drainage, how to improve um, lymph and what role it has in our health. So, so Dr. Carmen is going to be doing most of the talking. <laughs> so. I'm always open to questions. Um, so I, I, I was thinking about this and I don't think we've talked about the lymph system very much um, no. before. And we actually have more lymph vessels in our body than blood vessels. Yeah. Okay. So we always hear about our blood vessels, right? Our Mm -hmm. arteries um, and our veins, but we don't hear as much about our lymph vessels and um, they need a little bit more attention. So our lymph is essential as part of our immune system, right? We've heard of lymph nodes, right? Usually people are very aware when their lymph nodes in their um, throat is swollen and their neck is swollen. Um, and so those lymph nodes are just little points along the lymphatic system, right? Okay. But we have lymph nodes, not just in our neck, but on the back of our scalp, right? Under our arms, um, in the groin. You can have lymph nodes anywhere um, if they're flared, um, or if they're actively producing immune cells, then that's when you will feel that bump. Okay. Right? Um, so it's a huge component of our immune system, which is great for when we get sick. Um, but that also means that when we are inflamed or in an inflammatory process, that means our lymph system is also affected. Okay. Right? Yeah. So when we get um, lymph changes like headaches, joint pain, Um, things that we often see associated with inflammation. um, That's often because the lymph is not moving, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We're always in better health, health, if things are moving, right? If our blood is moving, if our air is moving, if our lymph's moving, if our cheese moving, we're always going to be in better health. Um, so the reason why paying attention to lymphatics is important is because our lymph system can get clogged up just like, um, our arteries can, okay. but when our arteries get clogged, right, we know we can't have the stop of blood flow and the lymph, what can happen is a couple of things. Once it can get thick or like viscous, Um, So it can be more sludgy instead Mm -hmm. of more of a fluid um, or thinner fluid. And um, if we don't have that movement of the lymph, we see things like edema or swelling, right? We can get kind of congestion um, within our body. And the lymph is not only part of our immune system and our inflammation, but it's also part of our detox process, right? So how we detox to things that we're exposed to on a regular basis, whether that's things in the air, whether that's things in our water and our food, our body's constantly trying to neutralize toxins. Um, And one way that it does that is that it carries things within the lymph system to help to, uh, neutralize and detox and even bind things to a certain extent to, uh, promote elimination. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, so there's a lot of different 
organ systems that are associated with the lymph, um, the lymphatics that includes like our spleen, our bone marrow, um, our, our thymus, part of our immune system. Um, and so if those are kind of organs that we maybe don't get as much, um, light, they don't get yeah. as much, uh, credit. Um, and that's, and I partially, I think that's kind of because of lymphatics and cause I, um, conventional medicine, it's not that our understanding of lymphatics is different. It's just, there's not a lot of emphasis on the lymphatics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to share a little bit of information with you guys today because, um, it's often, um, uh, overlooked. Yeah. Right. Um, but when we have that dysfunction of lymph, we usually see that in when we're more inflamed. Um, so again, you get that, that swelling, those headaches, you kind of get like people get puffiness, like the rings won't fit. They'll wake up and they kind of feel puffy. Um, or maybe your feet are swollen at the end of the day. Um, those are all, uh, easy signs that the lymph system is congested. Okay. And when I say congested, I want you to think of like a highway, right? Yeah. Like the interstate, um, the interstate, you want all the cars moving one direction, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you want them moving at a decent speed. Um, you don't want car accidents. You don't want congestion. You don't want people pulled over on the side of the road, you know, changing tires. Cause all that slows down that movement. Um, so there are things that we can do to promote the movement of lymph, um, and to reduce the risk of that congestion. Okay. Yeah. Um, because when we have talked about inflammation mm-hmm. in the past, and yeah. so the more that we're inflamed, um, the more inflammation we have circulating around our body, the increase, the higher, uh, risk for chronic disease, like, um, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, you know, those are the big ones. Um, so the first stop is to address the viscosity or the fluidity of the lymph, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just drinking water, right? If we drink more water, the humans are like, no, <laughs> we hate water. <laughs> if we drink more water, we can change that consistency of the lymph. So then it's easier to move through the vessels, right? That's mm-hmm. uh, one way we can reduce um, that uh, congestion, right? Um, another one is to avoid dairy, right? Um, so the reason why is because dairy, um, has those proteins in it, like casein and lactose, uh, that often cause a lot of mucus, right? Yeah. Yeah. They often cause a lot of mucus that can be mucus in the back of our throat. That can be, you know, mucus in a congestion. Um, so if you think of that mucus, that mucus has got to come from somewhere and it's got to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's in that lymph system. It's in those lymphatics. So the more mucus the more viscous or the thicker that liquid is, Mm -hmm. right? So then again, you get congestion, just doesn't move as freely. Um, Now you can, if ever, if anybody was ever wondering, you know, like, hey, what does my lymph system look like, right? Um, Or not look like, uh, how well is it functioning? Um, You can look at resources for thermography or thermogram where they use a camera that measures it's thermal, um, like thermal imaging that measures temperatures within the body. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the surface temperature. Like we think of a thermometer, it's a little bit deeper. And so you can get a thermogram um, and often they will be like the top half or the bottom half or your whole body. 
and it will highlight areas that are what we call metabolically active, right? Okay. Inflammation, areas of inflammation are often metabolically active. Okay. So um, they also use thermograms to help to indicate or help identify um, uh, those metabolically active cells and areas of infection or areas that look like um, precancerous or cancerous areas. And because again, those are cells that are metabolically active. So um, if you want to see like, hey, what does my lymph look like? Am I having congestion in places? Where are those places you can get a thermogram um, and see that visually where those changes are, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, oftentimes, um, and they still make these recommendations now, um, that movement and doing things like a rebounder, like a trampoline, oh, okay. it's like one of those small, you know, like, personalized kind of trampolines yeah. that movement up and down um, is a great way to move lymph okay they still make those recommendations really honestly it's movement in general <laughs> it's right just get out and move go for a walk um go for a hike go for a run right yeah. aerobic activity dancing whatever that looks like for you movement of our body is going to be the the best way to move the lymph okay, okay. so i have a couple questions yes okay so when you're talking about dairy, yes, right? Like that's obvious. Like we automatically go to like milk, cheese, butter. In my world, a lot of us take protein powder, whey protein yes. powder. Is that still part of the dairy world? Like, is that still creating more mucus for us? Um, potentially, potentially. So um, <clears throat> whey is still found in milk products, yeah. right? Um, a lot of folks are still sensitive to whey, right? Mm -hmm. um, they use whey in protein powders because it's cheap, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's very cheap. It's easy access, uh, but it, that can be inflammatory as well. So what I tell folks is if you're drinking a whey powder, when you drink that protein shake or that smoothie, if you notice more saliva in the back of your mouth and you're making more saliva, Yes, you're creating more mucus. You need to avoid whey. Okay. Yes. So it's different for everybody, but yes. <laughs> okay. And second question, you're talking about movement. Yes. I think we need to understand why movement impacts the lymph. Because my understanding yes. is that the lymph system doesn't have its own musculature. Yes. That it relies on gravity. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. And so that's why movement's important is because the muscles and the blood vessels are then pushing on those limp veins. Is that what we call them? Vessels. Vessels. So then it's helping it out instead of it having to rely on gravity. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Yes. So we think of like our blood, right? Mm -hmm. Our blood um, leaves our heart through arteries. Mm -hmm. Arteries have a very thick muscular wall. So our heart is a muscle, right? It pumps, it moves the blood and those thick walls have their own muscular so they can pump the blood to our fingers and toes. Yeah. Right. And then the way it returns, the veins have a very, very small amount of muscle in them compared to the arteries, mm -hmm. but they also have one way valves. So once the, bl the blood comes back to the heart and the veins, it'll go so far and then the valve will close and then it can't 
go back and then it, you know, like inches its way up, if you will. It's like a pressure system. Like there's so much pressure pushing on it that it forces its way back up. And because of the cutoffs, it can't drop back down, but it has to wait for the next kind of surge of pressure to move up to the next level. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, But you're exactly right. Lymphatic vessels do not have that musculature, right? Mm -hmm. So you kind of think of them as like floppy vessels, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, They may have a little bit, but it's even less than the veins. Mm -hmm. So they are completely 100% relying on the muscles that that, um, surround those lymph vessels, right? So it's the muscles, it's the skin, right? Uh, Because we have... Huh. shallow we have shallow uh lymph vessels and then we have deep lymph vessels okay. right and so um we're talking about movement we're talking about movement of the muscles to contract and squeeze the lymph back up our goal is to get it back up to behind the heart because that's where the duct is that now feeds into the digestive tract and helps promote elimination okay so we're trying to move all that lymph from your toes all the way up to behind your heart yes or your liver Cause when dry brushing, you either move it to the heart or the liver, right? You move it to, so. Or we always move it up to the heart. We're always moving it up to the heart. Okay. When you. Um, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> when you lymph, when you dry lymph brush, everything from the waist down, you're going to the waist. And then I tell people at the waist, then you're going to, towards the heart. So you really want to start from the feet. Yes. You want to start from the bottom and move your way up. Push it all up to the hips. Yes. And then from the hips, we're trying then to push it further up into the heart. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, So, so, okay. That's a good segue. Um, So uh, lymph brushing. So movement is a great way, right? Number one um, to move the lymph. The second is lymph brushing. So lymph brushing, dry lymph brushing, um, uses something external, right? Instead of movement, um, it can be a lymph brush. If you do a brush, I tell (laughs) folks, try to find with, with natural fibers. Mm -hmm. It could be a wash rag. It could be a lymph, uh, loofah. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Um, there are massage therapists who also do lymph massage, Mm -hmm. right? Um, the two, two big factors um, when you're doing lymph brushing is the direction, right? So we talked about that highway, right? You want everything going one way at a good, decent speed. The same thing happens with lymph brushing. Brushing, You don't want to go back and forth because then you're not moving anything, right? But if you're going one direction, um, you're moving things um, in the correct direction towards the heart. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and the second part is that the skin is dry right? If the skin's wet, then often you're really just exfoliating. Um, you're not actually okay. moving the lymph and it doesn't have to be a hard pressure, right? If you've ever had a lymph massage or seen a massage therapist that specializes in lymph, um, massage, it's usually a light, gentle massage. Yeah. Um, because they're just trying to move the skin enough to move that lymph. They're mostly working on the shallow lymph vessels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you ever, if you, uh, know somebody or has worked with somebody who's had breast cancer and they've had lymph nodes removed that they may have lymphedema um, in a particular arm based if those because those lymph nodes have been removed those lymph vessels have been removed so then there's that swelling because there's a disconnect mm-hmm. right there's not a, a, a fluid whole path for that lymph to come back to well, the you heart. took the road out 
Yes, exactly. Same thing. Um, have you heard of the elephant man? Right, he's got like, so there's, um, this was probably from the 70s. Um, they were like pictures going around of the elephant man and his legs, they called him that because his legs look like elephant legs, mm -hmm. right? Well, it was, it's actually a lymph problem um, because he didn't have um, lymph vessels to move his lymph back up to where his heart, where to that duct where it needed to be. So it was pooling that gravity. And so then his legs, the, the tissue changed and looked kind of like elephant legs. Hmm. Um, so that's just lymph edema, right? Okay. But so why is that? I don't know this, you may decline to answer this because you do hear about that in breast cancer and like removing the lymph nodes in the, you know, with breast cancer. Is it because the lymph is correlated with breast cancer because it's been not, it's been pulling the toxins there instead of taking. Um, I think I understand your question, but the reason why they, um, look at lymph nodes, they do this for all cancers, not just breast cancer. We just <coughs> see a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but it's because the lymph is part of the immune system. Yeah. Right? And so the immune system, um, those natural killer cells target cancer cells. Okay? Yeah. But cancer cells can also move within the lymph system. So um, there's some cancers that have an affinity for the blood and for to move through veins um, or arteries. And there are some cancers that have affinity to move through lymph. And so what can happen is that cancer can move to a lymph node and seed that lymph node. Well, that lymph node now has a hundred different tributaries to metastasize or go to other organs, right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, as far as breast cancer goes, we have a huge network of lymph within the armpit. And so oftentimes that's why they look at that first. Cause I want to see, okay, if there's lymph node involvement, it changes the stage and the grade of the cancer. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. But, um, most of the time, like even if it was pancreatic cancer or colon cancer or something like that, oftentimes they're still looking at the lymph nodes as well. We just, there's, um, in those areas, there's a different, this is a different network, but, um, they're not completely taking out the whole road. Right. Um, versus like you're going to your arm, you know, we don't have, we still have a pretty good network, but there may be, you know, two or three main roads. And if they take those out, you're going to have swelling. I gotcha. So then I'm thinking of deodorant. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. I don't know if the limp nodes in that if it's so, it, if there's like a, a community of them yes. there, right? Yeah. And then you're using antiperspirant, which is blocking those cells in your armpit from detoxifying there. Right. Are you blocking the lymph's ability? Like, is, is there's got to be a correlation. So if your body can't secrete those toxins, mm -hmm. right? Um, through the sebaceous glands into sweat, mm -hmm. um, you're putting a, you're overloading the lymph system is what you're doing in that, okay. in that scenario. Okay. So the same thing goes if, if you're putting on deodorant, like with toxins in it, or if you're putting on deodorant with like aluminum or heavy metals, you're putting a big dose into that lymph system, right? Into those lymph vessels that will come back and see the rest of the body. Um, but you're, over loading um yeah. that concentration of lymph nodes in the armpits okay 
Sorry. I know those were no, that's rabbit trails. It's still part of the lymph. (laughs) It's still part (laughs) of lymphatics. Um, all right. So the other things are, um, having to do with inflammation, right. Is limiting our processed foods, right? We talk about this a lot. Um, when we eat processed foods and we get that inflammation, right. Um, all that inflammation travels through our lymph. So again, you're causing the lymph system to be, um, overworked, but you're starting to cause that congestion, right. Um, you want the, the more fluid, the lymph, the easier it is to flow through the vessels. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. And we're going to do an episode on processed foods. Oh, okay. Because I think the world is confused. Oh, maybe. There's an all or nothing thinking around it. Oh. Right? Like when we say no processed foods, then I think the brain goes to, I can only eat grass and apples. Oh, yes, that's true. I mean, drink water. I hear that. People are like, gosh, all I can eat is salads. And I'm like, no, there's so many more things you can eat besides salad every day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Great idea. We, yeah, (laughs) I should definitely talk about that. Um. Okay. So the other side is we're talking about mind, body, right? Um, mind, body, soul healing is when you're looking at lymphatics is our, the way that we process emotions, our negative emotions, our stress also cause changes in our lymph. Okay. Um, so it does that by the more stress that we experience, the more cortisol our body produces. We've talked about that, um, relationship. Well, that cortisol can increase the viscosity as well, that thickness and turn our lymph, um, fluid a lot into like a sludge, right? So if it's sludgy, you're not, it's not going very far, very fast. Right. Um, so then, uh, Part of that also stress can also lead to inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. So you're kind of doing double damage. Um, Part of it is the added inflammation due to the stress and then the actual physical chemical changes within the lymph fluid because of now this um, more negative ions uh, are present because of the increase of cortisol. Okay. Yeah. So um, processing emotions, again, you know, is important. not just for our well-being, but even on that physical level, we don't, we haven't talked about, you know, how processing our emotions um, affects the lymph system. And so that's why I wanted to kind of bring it around. That's going to be another podcast episode. (laughs) Bring it around. (laughs) So, um, so what can we do about it? Right. Um, So we talked about about drinking more water, right? Mm -hmm. Avoiding dairy, um, limiting those processed foods, moving, Right. Um, but also and dry brushing. Um, one thing we didn't talk about was relaxing a little bit. Right. So that parasympathetic, that rest and digest mm-hmm. state, which is the opposite of that sympathetic cortisol um, uh, state, uh, will help to relax the not just blood vessels, but will also relax the muscles, which, you know, will, will relax the lymph vessels so that they're a little bit wider so then you can move more traffic right Mm -hmm. if you're in a six lane road versus a two lane road more traffic can move through right so um another reason why we kind of you know highlight the importance of how um being in a relaxed state or in that parasympathetic state um helps to support and improve our health is you know it helps move the lymph so then we're uh, having a more optimal detoxification process right our immune system is functioning more um responsively like it should uh because that it's moving more efficiently 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah. So making sure that we keep that on our radar, um, for the, uh, being in that parasympathetic or that relaxed state for, um, our lymphatics, for our immune system, for our detoxification process is also important and having that handy. Okay. Um, I was trying to look at my notes. Okay. So that's the major things. <laughs> Do you have any questions? Yeah. So how, let's say like, I'm going to make the assumption that all of you are already healthy, health conscious people that are already exercising and drinking water. Um, so we're exercising, we're drinking water, we're eating pretty healthy. So it seems like the next level, if you're already doing those things is to add dry brushing into your routine. Yes. Okay. So how many days a week do we do this? Okay. So I usually have folks, so it's it's easier to do dry brushing. I tell folks do it um, every time you take a shower, right? Okay. Because you already have all your clothes off um, and you have access to all the skin on your body, right? Um, doesn't take but a minute or maybe three. Um, so it doesn't have to be a very long process. And so if you get into the habit of doing it every time you take a shower, most folks take a shower more than once a week. Mm -hmm. um, then you, you can create that um, positive routine. Okay. Right. Yeah. I tell folks minimally at least three times a week. Um, if you can do it, you know, uh, three to four times a week, the more you can do it, the more benefit you'll get. Okay. Now I will also share with you that, um, <coughs> when folks start, so another part about the lymph is like, if people experience, um, cellulite, cellulite, yeah. Or if they're um, in a weight loss, you know, trying to lose weight, uh, or like moms who've had babies and they're trying to tone, uh, not just the muscles, but tone the skin, um, lymph brushing can be very beneficial for them, right? They, um, because it's part of that detox, um, movement where, you know, it can be helpful in, in weight loss and in toning, uh, those muscles into reducing cellulite. Um, so that's another thing you can add on. It's always going to be better to do lymph brushing from, toe to head. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can still do lymph brushing to like a specified area. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes people are worried about cellulite, right. In their legs or on their backside. I said, okay, you can do it in that area, but it's always going to be better if you do the whole body. Right. Yes. Like, come on, yeah. let's get a little bit over the vanity. Okay. And move to, <laughs> yeah. I just, just want to put that out there. Call the humans out on that. Like <laughs> yeah. you take the time, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't take very long. I have some people who are like, oh gosh, I just don't have the time for that. I mean, I, you, I can do it in less than a minute. <laughs> right. And so once you get used to it, um, it's not that it's, it doesn't take up a lot of time, but it's a good routine to have. So it's easiest to just do it before you take a shower. Yeah. And, and that must be like, there's a trend. Cause I, I love watching makeup videos specifically <laughs> Andrea Ali. Um, and there's like this trend, <clears throat> it's like a hard crystal or stone. I don't think it's plastic. Okay. And like, they like, it's not scraping the face. It's like massaging the face. Okay. But like, supposedly it's like to reduce puffiness and like oh. fine lines and wrinkles. Okay. But I think really what it is, it's they're moving the lymph in their face. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. 
Yes. So the more move lymph that you move, the less congestion, the less stagnation. So then it's also easier for your cells to like produce more collagen, hold water, um, and it's elasticity a little bit better because you got a lot less junk and toxins in the way that are just yeah hanging out in the lymph vessels. So how do you do that? Because like I have little mittens that are like exfoliating mittens, I guess. Yes. And that's just what I use to dry brush with. Yeah. But it feels so rough on my face. Like oh. I don't like like it. It's like it's too aggressive. Yes. For my face. So what do you recommend for people to dry brush their face that isn't so rough um so you can use a wash cloth a wash rag yeah um but something like our face that's like in delicate areas um you can just use your fingertips just do a massage right um so you don't actually need um another tool to do that yeah um you can just do massage so um the trick with the faces again is you're still trying to go towards your heart right so it's still like one-way strokes right okay <laughs> um because we all have a tendency to <clears throat> go up taught, yeah right, like makeup says go up <laughs> <laughs> so you got to catch yourself and say, okay, what direction am I trying to go to? Yeah. Right. So if you can get it all to your neck and then you're, you know, you know, yeah. Um, you're kind of bringing it down, um, will help to, yeah, move that. Cause it does, it reduces puffiness, um, mm-hmm. because you're, yeah, m- m- moving the stagnation that's, um, caught up in your face. Cool. Yes. That's all the questions I have. Okay. I think that's a good <laughs> So for all the vain people out there like me, um, (laughs) basically, if you don't care about your body and your health, but you (laughs) do care more about your cellulite and your wrinkles, then just limp brush for that. (laughs) It's a good place to start. (laughs) Right. All right, friends. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you guys next week. Hi, today we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about this book club that we've started here at Thrive and Aligned. Um, We started a book club for a couple of different reasons. We wanted to grow a tribe of like-minded people who are interested in personal development and growth to better understand your mind, body, and spirit relationships um, to support our overall health and wellness. So if you are somebody who loves to read books, you want to be part of our community and you're eager to grow in mind, body, and spirit, we'd encourage you to join our book club. So what do you get? You get um, a box every month that's going to have the book in it and some additional surprises that go along with the theme for the month. Um, You have four gatherings. So all four of them are virtual. Two of them have the option to be in person as well. So you get to get together as a community and talk about this book, what you're learning, questions, dive deeper, um, get Dr. Carmen's perspective from a physician, get my perspective as a life coach. Um, You're also gonna get access to the private Facebook group and um, just this community, this amazing community of people that are like-minded learning going deeper and um it's just it has been amazing and it's only 34 dollars a month so to register you'll go online to thriveandalignhealing.com you'll see up in the top menu book club and remember that the registration is by the fifth of each month so if you want to join for december 
then you would have to register by November 5th, right? If you're wanting January, then you have to register by December 5th. The fifth of every month is the registration deadline for the next month's book club. So once you register, um, it's a monthly subscription. You will receive your book in this fun box and all the gifts each month. Um, and it's, we'll just have a great time. So join us, thriveinalignhealing.com.